reviews and previews. This is the Sports Desk. It's Friday night and it is preview night on the Sports Desk. A very good evening to you. My name is Jason and you haven't heard me on this particular night in a very long time. But I got a week off. Wait, we're live! We are certainly live. <laughs> Jerry is also in for the first Friday in a while. How are you doing, Jerry? Yeah, good, mate. Yourself? And we've also got our new recruit, Daniel and Adam Miller, joining us for your Friday preview show because there's a lot to break down. And uh, Adam and Daniel, I don't know about you, but Jerry and I can relate to a particular heartache moment that happened on Monday, and that is half an hour after we signed off, the news had broken, or at least it was rumoured at that point, that Damien Hardwick was going to announce his resignation as Richmond coach, and it was confirmed on Tuesday, guys. <laughs> Gee whiz. I mean, an absolute, uh, it's huge. Uh, such a, a coach who's uh, coached, what, three premierships in four years. I mean, a huge shockwave to the AFL. And just to drop it mid-season, uh, mm. while Richmond are not doing too well, it just kind of feels like he just didn't want to go through the hard years again. <laughs> the thing I <laughs> joked about was uh, he went 13 games winning streak, and then as soon as Essendon break that streak, he cracks the sads and quits. I'm thinking, yeah. oh, what is happening here? Yeah, that's right. And look, it, it really just seems due to nothing in particular, just him feeling like his time is up. There was a few rumours about where he may want to go if he comes back. Uh, Gold Coast Suns, Port Adelaide, I think we're into the mix. Um, I'm a bit mm. surprised by that whole thing. Damien Harvick resigns. Ooh, Stuart Jew. That means, oh, he's going to be working on extra. What? How, where did this come from? Why is Stuart Jew collateral damage all of a sudden? Yeah. What? I mean, is it, I think his contract is coming up soon, I think, Stuart Dew. So that may right. that may be why he's in contention there. And then Hinkley's had a sword hanging over his head since the mm. season began. I've made the joke of it's a stay of execution for every victory Port Adelaide have. <laughs> but seven in a row, Adam, you know? Exactly. I reckon we need a. I reckon um, our producer Sam. I reckon uh, his his pub team should start looking for applications for the coaching role. Oh, I not should again. Should not hit again. Up, should hit up Hardwick. I reckon. Yeah. Feel uh, like, <laughs> feel, feel like coming no, out. Stop it, Adam. Come on. Give Mossy a shot. Feel like coming out to Windervale on a Sunday morning? Yeah, why not? Might not have a job <laughs> after tonight, to be honest. No. Carlton came out this week and said that they're going to back him at least till the end of this year. <laughs> that, that should be the... They should. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's yeah, right. Sure. <laughs> Sounds like common sense, Jerry. Yeah. yeah. And look, it got me really thinking this week. I was in a few group chats um, with a few Richmond fans, and they really... It was so good to see some Richmond pain again. You know, we, for so much, for so many years, there has been a severe lack of Richmond pain, and it really brought me back to this one caller that was on a radio station once. And I've got that, and if you can get that queued up for us, this was a caller on a radio station a few years ago in Richmond's really tough years. They suffered about an over one hundred point loss, and this was a caller on a sports radio station. Hit that button, guys. When President Kennedy was assassinated. Jackie's famous pink dress, the Chanel dress, was covered in blood and she refused to take it off that day because she wanted America to see what they had done to her husband in Dallas. Now, when when Richmond was down by 130 points... (laughs) No, listen... vomited all over myself. <laughs> this, this, and I, I haven't taken it off. And I've, I've been walking around the petrol station. I slept in. No, listen, listen, listen. I've walked around all day. I, I want everyone to see. Stop 
Well, well, yeah. So it, it really made me think of that. Just good to see some Richmond pain again. Did, I mean, was that after the? Uh, Lost to Geelong by a hundred and whatever. Maybe it was either Geelong or Sydney. I don't know. It was years ago, but I mean, they came they came through those hard times. But I, I, this week just reminded me of some good old Richmond pain. I mean, it's. <laughs> Are you hoping for the return of, of uh, Ninthmond? Of who? Don't remember. Ninthmond. Yeah, ninth we finished ninth again. Oh. Yeah, I think it was like they lost three consecutive elimination finals uh, before they won the premiership. Yeah, and that was what put Damien Hardwick in in, in a bit of a perilous situation, especially mm. he got reviewed at the end of 2016. There was calls for him to be sacked by them, but we all know what happened mm. after that. So an incredible career by Damien Hardwick. Yeah. It is not, again, it, you're a Carlton supporter, aren't you, Daniel? I'm, I'm an sure Essendon supporter, sure so I'm... I do enjoy a bit of Richmond pain, but you yeah. cannot be denied of the incredible legacy that Damien Hardwick is mm. going to leave on the Richmond Football Club, and he'll be even more revered as the years go by as one one of the great coaches of modern AFL. If Very we switch... This isn't exactly AFL-linked, but it is an interesting case to be made. Uh, Collingwood also have a netball team. And, Jerry, they're... Well, I'm not sure who has been following this story greatly, but their licence is not going to be renewed for 2024. What are your thoughts here? Yeah, Duncan. I think it was more like a financial issue with um, mm. the call there, but, like, midway through the season, they decided to withdraw from their super netball licence. So... This means that um, they're going to be, I guess, conceding their like, whole points tally this year and um, there won't be a Collingwood netball team next year. So, interesting call there. Yeah, I mean, and there was, um, just reading a spot, uh, Fox Sports article here, there was allegations that they used their netball program to win funding for a facility upgrade. And then, obviously, once they got that facility upgrade, now they've cut off their licence. But who knows? It is probably just a, a money thing. And, mm. I mean, netball's such a great sport when you watch it, and it's just really sad to, to see a team go. I mean, the players just must be devastated. They have... Cons- they, I believe in their statement, they believe that... Well, it's, it's kind of believed that they are... At, it's seen as collateral damage. That You know, mm. probably a game of uh, one-upsmanship there. But uh, if anyone has the statement, I will read that out shortly. Uh, Adam, any major news hitting your desk recently? Ah, uh, no. Unfortunately, my, uh, I do apologise for my tardiness the last couple of weeks. Uh, nah. Suffering through uni exams is uh, definitely taking my focus away from the sports. Test, that but too, I'm you b- could also hear him every Sunday night on the Naughty Root Show. Oh, yeah, I, li- I like the little, I like the little <laughs> plug where we, where we talk about physical exercise of another, uh, <laughs> of another dimension. Amazing. <laughs> but I'm no, very happy to be back here and I'm sure in for another hour of power. That's going to be absolutely fascinating. Uh, well, well, we've got round 11 to preview coming up. It is Friday. Mm. It is the preview night. So we'll get to that in a second. Uh, bad news, Jerry. I've gone in pit lane not too long ago and a fun artist came out of it. So that's going to be our song break. Ooh. Oh, dear. Bring it on. Let's see what we've got lined up. I mean, I could play Dream Theater. I could play Symphony Spice X. Skills, I could play Metallica. Spice I could play Spice Girls. <laughs> yes, I could play, Man, I could play some Morbid Angel, maybe. But instead, I'm actually going to play a local artist who actually you can hear busking outside the State Library if you like and chuck him a, a bit of support if you want, if you ever see him outside. This is Hello by Ishan. He joined us on Hit Pit Lane a couple of weeks ago and he was a really, really super fun guest to have. I want to promote him on radio if I can. You're listening to the Sports Desk Round 11 preview coming up next. Ishan with the song uh, Hello, because we he came on in pit lane not too long ago and it was extremely exciting to have him on the show. And I'm really happy to say that we got a busker on television and got to promote some of his really good music. You're on the sports desk on Sin. It is Friday evening and that means it is time for an AFL preview. And now this is where the ultimate test comes in. <laughs> Jerry, 
Yes. We've had an incredible run of luck in terms of the, uh, well, what can I say? It's the it's the tech. It's mm. begging to the sin gods that we have uh, the proper technology to say. Live from Sydney joins our boss, Sam Menhennet. Can you hear us, Sam? Samo. Hello. I, I'm trying to think. I don't think we can, but I think if I put the speakers up here, it might be a bit of a problem. Uh, ah, well... Let's see what happens here if I put the speaker right up to the mic. Can you hear us, Sammy? Is that good enough? Maybe if I hold it like that. I'm not quite sure. Now I've got to desperately try and uh, get the little sound effect ready. We'll try and get the technology uh, a little bit better than this. Uh, my apologies to the listeners at home. But uh, in the meantime, AFL round 11 is coming up once I hit this right this button here and go to this. Okay. You're in Sydney, Sammy boy. Yes. Uh, just across the road from the SCG. This is my first time ever at the SCG tonight. I'm very, uh, well, I don't know what to feel. Uh, I'm always a bit optimistic, especially since I'm here. Uh, Sydney have not been in great form. Uh, but it's nice to be uh, at the SCG. First time travelling out with my brother and uh, dad for an interstate game. And we're unfortunately not even sitting near the Carlton supporters. So we're going to be outnumbered tonight. Uh, but uh, interesting, both teams battling. This is probably going to be a game of who makes the most, well, the least mistakes. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, hopefully the Blues put on a good show because, uh, yeah, it's been a tough month or so. And, uh, well, they definitely owe me one. They certainly do, mate. They certainly do. I mean, last time I travelled interstate for a, for a game, it was gather round and we got smashed by Adelaide by... Almost up to, like, 10 goals, so I hope you have better luck than I do tonight. Yep, that sounds brutal. No, I was here two years ago for a game at the uh, Giants Stadium, and that didn't go well, so hopefully I'm not the greatest either. Uh, not much gone well uh, for Carlton in general. SCG, interesting, I checked the stats today. The last time we won there was 2019, four years ago. Uh, had an okay record against Sydney in between, uh, including a one win at during lockdown at the Metricon Stadium, which is a bit random. But prior to that, it was eight years before that, before we had a win. Um, interesting. And uh, a few solid ins, I think. Uh, Tom DeConey, all the discussion about him going. Um, Tom DeGoing. Uh, Tom DeStaying. Uh, it's good to see him in the lineup. Uh, Brody Kemp, uh, but Ed Kerno, Jack Silvani, and Lewis Young have uh, been a featured wrong tonight. But. Uh, Look, uh, Sydney, uh, at the point, we need to grab them here. If if the Blues don't win tonight, I could probably say the season's probably done. Oof. I hate to think. I hate to agree. But I will. You're nah, going to agree, Daniel. Uh, look, it, it's a real pivotal uh, It's a real pivotal point in our season. Last week, Collingwood's form, I mean, they were most likely going to win anyway, heavy favourites. But I think this week, Carlton... Um, if they can't win tonight and they can't beat teams like Sydney, then there's there's no chance we can make a top eight. I reckon the Twin Towers would deliver. End of story. I'm hoping, I'm hoping. Uh, it's been very windy and uh, gustly winds and cold in Sydney today. Probably brought the weather up with me. Uh, so hopefully it's a good, entertaining game. But I'll let you boys get on with the rest of the round and uh, let you know how good things go here from the loudy noises outside the SCG. We'll join you back in on Monday. Thank you very much for joining us, Sammy. See you, boys. Have fun.
You have a great ciao, night ciao. in Sydney, you, and hopefully uh, he does the right thing and boycotts the uh, the A League final, right, Daniel? Yeah, That's correct. The, the main very thing. correct. <laughs> okay, very good. Stay away. Stay away. So we prayed to the sin gods to see if we could get a, a proper connection, and we didn't. But it was salvageable. They gave us the budget friendly edition. So uh, we're, we're moving up in the ranks here <laughs> the at Sin Media. Radio. This is <laughs> the community <laughs> radio <laughs> style. Uh, don't worry, we'll have him back, and we'll be back to professional pro- quality on Monday with Sam in studio, and he can break down his trip to Sydney. My tip is also going to be Sydney. 145 at Marvel Stadium is St Kilda v Hawthorne kicking off your Saturday Arvo. Uh, your ins and outs please, Jerry. Yeah, so St Kilda, they have a few outs here. Um, also ins. So Mitch Owens is the main one with a concussion from last week, so he'll be replaced. Mm. Oh, that was horrendous that when that happened. Like, yeah, it was... so he had a few um, mm. people drop there and also Connor McDonald from Hawthorne is the sub for um, round 11. I found out something this week. I didn't realise that Mitch uh, Owens' full name was Machito. I always assumed it was just Mitchell. Machito. Machito? Machito. Yeah, I I never never knew it, so it just kind of popped up. I'm like, well, I've... Adam, you've educated yourself today about the AFL, but yeah, I'm very much going to say I reckon the Saners uh, had a few hiccups on the way, on the way, but I just can't see the Hawks replicating the performance of their their Tassie demolishing of the Eagles last week. So I'll very much be the uh, Saints will rise to the heavens once again. Yeah, I mean, uh, Mitch Owens was watching about the top five favourites for or top three favourites actually for the Rising Star Award, but I think he's uh, if he. With this injury, he's probably dropped a bit further in the race. Um, my tip for the week, probably I'm going to call it St Kilda. Yeah. St Kilda should win. Yeah. St Kilda for me. Adam St Kilda? Yep. Sainers. All right. Luke Jackson faces his old side at 210 at the MCG. Melbourne versus Fremantle. Oh. Interesting little game, actually. Uh, Fremantle got an, uh, quite a big scalp in uh, Adam Miller's Geelong. Yeah, let's not talk about uh, that last week. <laughs> J- in, James Harms, out. Uh, James Harms and Tom Sparrow, out. Clayton Oliver, James Jordan and Lockie Hunter with a suspension. The only change for Freo is Michael Walters. Jerry? Yeah, some big outs here. I think with Clayton Oliver and Lockie Hunter out, the midfield could be in trouble. So I might go Freo this weekend. Ooh, okay. To be honest, I'm going the same. I saw a graphic this week about who Melbourne have actually defeated. And to be honest, the only really convincing team they've beaten is, I'm pretty sure, is the Bulldogs. So... I've, they've avoided they've avoided some heavy teams, and Frio will want to win this game to be able to have their crack at top eight. So I'm back at Frio. Adam Miller. Uh, up the arm. <laughs> I think without a doubt, um, Clayton Oliver's injury will be. It'll definitely damper some of the excitement leading to the game and kind of damper the kind of the odds of Melbourne winning. But I will say there's I think D's on home turf have always been always played excellently at the G. I'll say them for the uh, them for the W. Oh, it's a tough one actually. You look at it, yes, Clayton Oliver is a key centerpiece of the Melbourne midfield. However, you still have Petrarca. You've got the Gordon Grundy duo trucking. What by the way, mid-year assessments of that duo? Amazing. I mean, Petrarca's really stepped up. Uh, and have had a few amazing weeks. And Clayton Oliver's in the running for the Brownlow, pretty uh, somewhat in the running for the Brownlow. I was asking Brownlow. about the Gorn and Grundy duo. Oh, what sorry. Are you going? <laughs> oh, probably a 7 skip out of me, 10. Skip me. 7 out like, of 10, okay. Like crazy elite, because Gorn's missed a few matches. Um, sure. But yeah, they're gelling pretty well. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That Bailey Fritch is still a reliable kick. Van Royen is getting. Uh, it's a tougher game than I think. I think it'll be closer than I thought. 
I'll back the D's. Why not? Let's do that. <laughs> GWSV Giants at GMHBA Stadium, the home Cardinia Park, the mighty Cattery. Oscar uh, Oisin Mullen. I found out how he's pronounced. Oisin uh, Mullen is how he's pronounced, making his debut. Oliver Henry, Sam DeConing in, out. Max Holmes, Mitch, Kne- Mitch Nevitt, is that it? Mitch Nevitt. Yeah. Oliver Dempsey and Sam Simpson, who has been rested, mm. in for the GWS Giants. Callum Brown, Callum M. Brown, might mm. I add. Daniel Lloyd and Lockie Keefe, out. Cameron Fleeton, Harry Himmelberg, Josh Kelly and Nick Hayes. Adam Miller. I reckon, yeah, um, Oyster Mullins uh, definitely a very interesting pick because I think he's only played just about half a dozen VFL games. So he's mm-hmm. averaging about 13, 14 disposals. So that's a bit surprising for me. But A, uh, Zach Tui was uh, pumping him up on AFL 360, mm-hmm. and I love Zach Tui like I love nobody else. So I'm going to trust his, uh, his judgment. But the return of the Coning, especially, is huge for our backline. Like, I think it was sad last week. We were missing nine, I think, eight to nine players from our grand final winning side. Um, last season. So we're gaining at least um, him back. So that's another one. So, I mean, the dynamic duo of um, him... God, I think that's a FIFA um, <laughs> FIFA or 2K quote there, dynamic duo. But <laughs> dynamic duo of him and um, Tom Stewart at the back is just ridiculously good. And then up there was like some of the best in the league. So I think that'll be good. Ollie Henry, I think he's getting he's getting his feet hit slowly but surely. And I, but I reckon he'll come good. And I think Mullen, honestly, who knows? Like, um, you're very much going blind there. Oishin Mullen making a big first impression with a bit with, with an exciting stage. Uh, to uh, go on to the other side of the coin, Toby Green playing his 200th game, Daniel and Jerry. Mm, very exciting. I mean, That's Toby massive. Green, one of the great small forwards of the game. I think, um, for me, tips-wise, I'm going to say Geelong really don't have that many bad outs. Um and I think Josh Kelly and Harry Himmelberg getting out of the GWS team, that'll leave a few openings. The main game on Saturday night will be the Gold Coast versus Western Bulldogs at TIO Stadium in Darwin. One of the one of a main home, you know, the secondary or tertiary home game for the duel, for the dogs typically, but they are being labelled the away side in this occasion. Mm. In for the Suns, Ben Long and Joel Jeffrey out, Brandon Ellis, Sam Day and Sam Lemons. That sounds like quite that sounds like a fair bit of skillful players going going out there. And Jason Johannesson for the Western Bulldogs with, I think, hamstring drink problems again. They were looking at a long-term one there, aren't we, Daniel? Definitely. And uh, Matt Rao playing his 50th game as well, which um, I'm actually surprised with, to be honest, because he missed so much time with his shoulder injury. Yeah, the COVID and years. ACL as well. Yeah, so, and the fact that he's got up to his 50th game, that actually creeped up quite quick, in my opinion. Hmm. Uh, Tips-wise, I'm going to say uh, doggies easily. I didn't give my Geelong tip. It will be, will be Geelong. Uh, Footscray, foot Western Bulldogs, however you want to call them. I'll go that. They've been in good form recently. I'm happy to see them performing well, Jerry. Mm, dogs as well for me. I'll say um, Sunnies. Um, in Sunnies, we trust. Ben, Lo- ben Long's a nice little in, so who knows. Now, yeah, that, that's very much not... There's no analysis there. That's just a hope and a prayer for the Sunnies. Rory, uh, Rory Lobb won 50 games as well. Brilliant. What a career he's had. He always played well against the club that I'm about to talk about <laughs> next, and that is West Coast Eagles versus Essendon at Optus Stadium. This Grand game, final preview. This game, genuinely, I, I say this with no hint of irony in my voice, Adam and Daniel, mm. I am terrified about this game. West Coast could not have created the definition of a new low in modern football. However, what happened last time they faced each other? Yeah, they, uh, the Eagles got up by 10. <laughs> yes, they did. 
and Essendon conceded 100 points doing it. This game's terrifying. Okay, <laughs> Elliot Yo, Luke Edwards, Shannon Hearn back in the side, and Tom Barras. That's actually some key ins, actually. Yeah, <laughs> Out. Campbell Chesser, Greg Clark, Harry Edwards, Jasmine Jones, and Xavier O'Neill omitted. In. Dylan Shield, Jaden Laverto, Matt Guelph. Yes, Matt Guelph, he's back in. Out. Alwyn Davy <laughs> Jr., Andrew Phillips, Kane Baldwin, and Massimo D'Ambrosio. 50th game to Archie Perkins. No, seriously, Jerry, this game terrifies me. Do you understand the, the precedent why? Yeah, yeah, I do. Good. After last week, yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, do you have any takeaways here? <laughs> well, Barras is a big in. He might negate um, Wiedemann. And also, you got Elliot Yeo in the midfield. So, But you got Shield coming back and Guelphie. So, I still back Essendon to win by five goals. <laughs> yeah. You have more uh, faith than me. Dylan Shield a great in with uh, Darcy Parrish still being out, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I and think... uh, the, the way West Coast have been this year, you can't. Essendon need to win this. They do. They need to win it just as much as West Coast do. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not even kidding. I know when Sam sat in this studio and said Carlton need a bonk West Coast and like this is a must win for Carlton, I was going, what are you talking about, mate? It's West Coast. But he was like, no, we have to beat them by 100 points. Oh, that makes more sense. Yeah, no, we yeah, yeah. properly, Essendon properly need to do this one because good goodness me, I it's not but it's not out of the realm of possibility of them choking. I'll take Essendon, Adam, but goodness me, it's terrifying to do that. Richmond v Port Adelaide. Actually, an exciting game in all honesty, because who knows what's going to happen with Richmond now that the resignation is in full effect. Yeah, McWalter's first game as a head coach. And an interesting test for Port Adelaide on the road. They've won seven in a row, and they're flying at the minute, and they have such an exciting dynamic in the midfield and up forward. Mm. I mean, we all know about that new coach, that new coach um, Mm. kick. Even Lee, even Lee Adams brought out a win. Yeah, sorry, Jerry, right. no offense. Oh, yeah, on. so that that new coach <laughs> that new coach kick could uh, fire up Richmond a little bit, uh, but at the same time, Port Adelaide being on their win streak, they're in hot hot form. In for Port Adelaide, Junior Rioli and Lockie Jones out. Francis Evans, Tom Jonas, and Travis Boak. So that actually might be an interesting little bit of a hole in their game. In for Richmond, Ben Miller and Tyler Young out. Judson Clark, Nick. Oh, no, no, what's his name? Vlosten. Vlosten, my apologies. Nick V. Can you tell I don't do this often? And Thompson Dow omitted. Uh, still Porter, do you think even with those outs of a Boak and a Tom Jonas, they're just it will be kind of balancing out and you get a Port win? Because I'm, I'm leaning mm. towards that. Uh, I still think Tiger. I reckon Tiger's is going to be a very oh. emotional, emotional game, obviously. A big week of having your coach basically quit mid-season. Sure, uh, but I reckon um, Toronto has been one of the best pickups in terms of like the heavy price they played in the trade in the trade period to get him is definitely proving to um, bring riches in. So I think him up forward. I mean, the thing about Toronto, he can go forward and back in in the middle. He's just so dynamic. So I honestly think um, I reckon Tigers on home due, after the week they've had. I reckon them, but without a doubt, the port has been fantastic the last couple of weeks. Right. Especially Rosie and Butters a whole thing. So, but I will say um, Tigers. Oh, so Adam is predicting uh, the sword will fall upon uh, Ken Hinckley's head again for another week. Jerry, <laughs> I like Junior Rioli coming back in because he kicked four against the Pies earlier this season, and Boak and Jonas they're older players. So I feel like right now Butters is leading like the midfield. So. I think the power win by three or four goals would be pretty close, but not... Righto. I think the Richmond team will have to prove to their fans 
that this club isn't going to go downhill after Hardwick is gone, and so they're going to need to turn up, and right. I will back them to beat Port Adelaide right. at the G. I'll back Port, but you've tempted me to tip Richmond, which is great. Uh, Marvel Stadium is hosting an open training session at uh, 3... Uh, what time is this game? 3.20 p.m. Oh, on that's Sunday. Why, that's why I have to work longer on Sunday there. <laughs> yeah, no problem at all. Uh, but luckily, <sighs> you get Sunday to see Steel rate, Side man. Bottom plays yeah, 300 and Mason over. Cox celebrate 100 <laughs> games as the one of the longest-running American... Uh, footballers to make it big in the AFL. Oh, oh, sorry, Jerry, easy. Uh, no, they're playing North Melbourne. Cam Zerha <laughs> and Charlie Lazaro is in. Blake Dury and Liam Shields and Paul Curtis are out. Collingwood are winning. Let's move on. Jeez, all right. <laughs> Come cause an upset. We've had, we've had a walkout. Do you think you, there's an upset, Jerry? Well, you got Zerha coming in. Steve-O against his old side. He could light up some yeah. tensions. So. 300 for still side bottom, and I think he's had a real bright spark again this year. He's really oh, come yeah. up and been very key to Collingwood in, in many of their here. games. Probably more so than Pendlebury in some ways. Yeah, I mean... Did, did you see that video that the uh, Pies and the AFL posted on their Instagram this week of him kicking like 10 in the TAC Cup final back in the day? No, I did not. <laughs> oh, just ridiculous. And they're still going. Side bottom and Pendlebury are ageless. Anyway, uh, Collingwood are winning. That's fair. Adam? That's fair to say. Yeah, I can. Sorry, Jerry. Listen, listen, Jerry. Yeah. If, listen, if you think there's going to be an upset coming, if North do win this, we will get the entire studio to do a rendition of the North Melbourne song and a Kanga Kanga Kanga. How about that? Oh, that sounds good. <laughs> All right, we got a we got a camera in the studio. We'll handshake that oh, and make it official. Geez. Everyone in this studio is going to do a rendition of the North Melbourne song and do a Kanga 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 if North and beat I'm predicting all of COVID next week, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> the final game of the of round eleven is actually an exciting one: Adelaide Crows versus Brisbane Lions at Ooh. Adelaide Oval. Adelaide have been a, a, tough to mix. I guess we don't have wild cards in the AFL, but they are very wild card quality side at the minute. They're against the Kraken. <laughs> they're the Kraken. They're, the, they're the Kraken. Well, Florida Panthers right now. We'll talk about that in the NHL oh, review not. coming up. Uh, Josh Worrell, Riley Philthorpe, Taylor Walk, and Tom Do- uh, Doody. Is that his name? Do day, my apologies. Again, you can tell I do this all every week. Uh, out, Elliot Himmelberg, Lachlan Gollant, Mitchell Hinge, Patrick Parnell, Sam Berry is listed as the sub. Daniel Rich and Darcy Gardner for Brisbane are in. Callum Archie, Harry Sharp, and Jack Payne out. Uh, however, Archie is listed as the sub. Tough one. This is the toughest game to pick this, uh, mm. this round. Look, massive, massive ins for Adelaide Crows up front with Riley Thil... Phil Thorpe and Taylor Walker coming in. Yeah. Um, but even then, Daniel Rich is a big in for Lions. For me, Lions, if they really want to prove to the AFL this year that they are grand fi- they are flag contenders. Win they, on the road. They're going to win on the road in these games. So I'll think they'll bring their best. But Adelaide will will um, hit back. The Lions did have a disaster, though, in their first round against Port at Adelaide Oval. Mm. So you kind of wonder if there's any scars remaining from that um, disaster class in round one. They have, um, funnily enough, the um, t- the Lions have actually won the last four against the, against the uh, Crows, which I didn't expect. At be. Adelaide as well? Oh, that would include Adelaide. Um, my, yeah, the last two have been at Adelaide, and they've won by six goals and ten goals, respectively. Jerry? I reckon the um, Phil Thorpe and Walker inclusions will help Adelaide win. I think so, too. I think yeah. that's your smoky, this one. Mm. Yeah. I'm going to go Adelaide with you, Jerry. It's a fair call. It's a hub under tip, to be honest. And we'll be reviewing all the shenanigans that happen uh, this coming Monday here on the Sports Desk. Uh, coming up is the NBA and N- NHL rev- uh, review, because uh, conference, fi- conference finals are here to discuss between myself and Jerry. Here is Dreaming by Small Pools. We'll be right back. Oh, here we go. <laughs>
Uh, we're dreaming by Small Pools on the Sports Desk. It is Friday. It is evening. It is preview day. But that's only for the AFL, isn't it, Daniel and Adam? Because Jerry has been gagging all day to break down a little bit of the NBA. Feel free to jump in too, Adam. Yeah, so it's heating up, certainly, because the Miami Heat, they were free new up about... um, Since Monday, they were free new up, and then... Now they've squandered the lead and uh, Boston have won the last two, so it's 3-2. Um, we'll recap Game 4, which happened on Wednesday, where Boston um, destroyed Miami 116-99. to 99. Um, Tatum dropped a double-double with 33 Got points, 11 rebounds and 7 assists. Jalen Brown dropped 17, and Derek White had 16 as well. Butler played well with 29, but um, yeah, the bench players in Miami didn't do too much in that game. And then today at 10.30... Um, the Heat lost again to Boston in a similar scoreline, so it was 110 and 97. This time, um, the bench players again, Derek White dropping 24, Marcus Smart 23, and Tatum with 21. So I feel like the momentum has shifted here. So it's back at Miami for Game 6, um, which is happening on Sunday. And if Boston can you know, win this one, it's back in Boston for Game 7. So no team's ever come back from 3-0 down in a... Um, conference playoff series so who knows um and then obviously we know who's waiting the Denver Nuggets um (laughs) they swept the Lakers and they've never won the chip so they've come close um losing in the conference finals in 78 85 2009 with AI and um Carmelo and then 2020 with um a young Jokic and Jamal Murray so I'm still just calling it um Denver gonna probably win the whole thing but yeah. Any there objections there? Get, nah, nah, nah. nah, nah, nah. I love Jokic, so yeah. it, it'll be good to see it. It'll be good to see him him uh, win it all. Yeah, sounds yeah. good. I love Jimmy Butler, though. Like, there's just no backing down, even though they've had two pretty horrendous performances the last two games. This is a quote from him. They will get the next one, Jimmy Butler said. It's going to be all smiles. We're going to keep it very, very, very consistent, know that we're going to win the next game. Oh, so, no, no, but he's not exactly a shrinking violet, is he, uh, Jimmy Butler? It's uh, all... All confidence, all bravado. I mean, after the player series he had, I can kind of see why. But, yeah, yeah, karma is a wonderful thing, unfortunately. But, yeah, <laughs> not the greatest performance by him today. 4-5-5, five, five, 34 minutes. Not not the greatest thing. Bam Adebayo, 16-8-3. 16, 16, 16, not too bad. High Smith, who, honestly, I haven't heard much about, but 15 points off the bench, not bad. So, yeah, I think that leaves a lot to kind of wonder, but you do wonder where this will kind of rate in the kind of the all-time... You don't call it ch- bottling, but in the all-time... You call it bottling. Yeah, in the, in the, all-time, <laughs> in the all-time annual annuals of kind of like NBA history, where would this rate in, like, the chokes? Because, like, the 3-1 in the finals by the Warriors was bad against yeah. the Cavs, but 3-0, you can basically taste the final series. It's literally never happened, so it'll so, be yeah, the ultimate bottle. The biggest choke in history, yeah. yeah. <laughs> is anyone going to predict it, the choke to happen? Oh, I mean the fact that they're the the fact that they've come back to three two. It's it's pretty much on. Like it's on. It's on. It's on. It's on yeah. So yeah. Does anyone want to go on this show and say it's going to happen? <laughs> to put their put their foot down. I reckon. All right, Miami are choking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's handed in the chicken. Does Dan? Are you gonna oh, in that? fairness, I think if Daniel wants to use the chicken, go ahead. <laughs> See the big call. Big call. Miami okay. choking it. 
I've got nothing to lose by saying it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Righto. Uh, I was very unprofessional in my apologies. That is your NBA breakdown. And uh, unfortunately, when he kicked it off, I jumped the gun and did something like this. <laughs> Mostly because I was gagging and chomping at the bit to break down the conference finals that have happened in the NHL as well. And I apologise to you for doing that to you there, Jerry. It was a bit of a production botch on my oh, part. Man. However, the Eastern Conference, Florida have sweeped it. I can't believe it. And Jerry actually on Monday off air was t- was weighing up the, I guess, the pros and cons of perhaps following the Florida Panthers. I'm going to make a case for you. They've sweeped Carolina 4-0 in the conference finals with Matthew Kachuk, who was the guy who scored the winning goal in the sixth longest NHL game in history in game one, scored the winning goal in overtime in game two to win it. And uh, he scores the winning goal again in game four. Uh, uh, with 4.3 seconds left on the clock, and they take out Carolina 4-3 in Game 4. And the wonder goal is Sergei Bobrovsky, with a save percentage of 9.923%, is a brick wall in goal. I I reckon we are seeing a miracle run happen by the the team that qualified the playoffs, the Stanley Cup playoffs, as a wild card. Hmm. Come on, Jerry. They've I never won it as well. They've so. never won it. It is their first Stanley Cup uh, final since 1996. Oh. <laughs> oh. Well, in, in the West, we thought we were going to be seeing a clean sweep, apart from the pitiful performance of the Dallas Stars going down 4-zip in Game 3 on home turf. However, in overtime, they defeat Vegas Golden Knights 3-2 in Game 4 set in overtime sending this series to Game 5. Jake Ottinger, the goalie with a save percentage of 0.949%. The Dallas Stars played generally better in 5-on-5 play. That was a big weakness for them in the the last two games. And two goals went to Jason Robertson, who hadn't scored a goal since Game 2 and was unable to make any impact in the 5-on-5. He ended up scoring two, including the winner, three uh, three minutes, 15 seconds into overtime on a power play, a very unfortunate power play uh, penalty for tripping in Three minutes into overtime, you never want to see that. And that is your NHL breakdown. Oh, man. I still think Vegas are going to be going 4-1. They've been just been mowing through their competition. They mowed through the Jets. They stamped out the momentum of the Edmonton Oilers, and here they are mowing through Dallas, and just it had to take everything they possibly could to so get it. So you want to put your foot down that we're going to see a first-time winner for the Stanley Cup, and we're going to see a first-time winner for the NBA playoffs? Uh, well, Vegas have won the Stanley Cup in Florida. Oh, I, I want to see it, but I still think my tip is going to be the Golden Knights because they have been a, a force to be reckoned with. But I... I'm gonna. If Jerry's gonna join the Florida bandwagon, I might join. I never <laughs> thought I'd say anything positive about anything Florida in any capacity, but <laughs> the Panthers, uh, they're they're winning. They're pulling on heartstrings, and I'm here. To, I'm all here yeah. for it. I'm here uh, for it, Miller. And for all your uh, politics news, uh, tune in on Thursday to represent five to six. <laughs> 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 I love, love the little plug there. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, ladies. <laughs> well, uh, well, okay. Uh, following this, we're going to do a little bit of ramble com- uh, conversation and we're going to have Daniel leading through that. But until then, here's Under You by the Foo Fires, one of the newest singles from... But here we are, coming out June 2nd. That one goes out to our one Sam Menhennett, who is also a Foo Fighters fan, just like me. You're on the sports desk on scene. You heard uh, Under You, the second single from the new Foo Fighters album that's coming out on June 2nd. But here we are. First of uh, that was the second single of three, by the way. Uh, the new song, Show Me How, 
came out earlier today, which yeah. I'm very excited by. You know, it's it's been tough for us Foo Fighters fans. I can say that, Daniel. I've got to say that. Definitely. You're giving me nothing because you know this is a sports show, not a music show, and we've got a lot more things to break down on the show as we uh, get reach the business end of our Friday preview day. So let's talk some Premier League. Take it away. Amazing. So we just had the final matches of match week 37. All the teams are now equally have played 37 games leading into the last match day. And uh, contrary to a lot of other sports, especially Australian sports, they all play every single game in the last fixture at the same time, just to make sure there's no match fixing in between them. If one team is winning and gonna win the league, another team can't sweep in. It's also for the drama. It's also for the drama as well. We love a bit of kind of oh, the whole tension. It's, it's amazing to watch. La- final match day drama is awesome. But some of the results throughout the week: Newcastle United drew nil all to Leicester City, giving them uh, a lot less hope in their relegation mm, battle. Not happy. Manchester City <laughs> lashing out against Brighton. I mean, they played their B team against Chelsea, and then they just played a, pretty much an all-star team against Brighton, <laughs> trying to ruin their um, trying to ruin their hopes for Europa league but um especially after today manchester united beating chelsea 4-1 all the spots for the champions league and all the spots for the europa league have been confirmed manchester city arsenal manchester united and newcastle united going into um champions league and liverpool and brighton and Albion going into the europa <laughs> league which is massive for them um, especially massive for Newcastle United, the fact that they've been able to do this without really opening up their pockets like we know they can after their new ownership. Absolutely amazing season from them. And Manchester United as well. Um, Eric Ten Hag bringing them back to Champions League too, really spoiling it for Liverpool um, this year, uh, really spoiling Liverpool's Champions League chances this year as well. The last spot up for contention is the Conference League spot between Aston Villa and Tottenham Hotspur, which will be a great match this week because Tottenham are playing Leeds United. Leeds United need the points to escape relegation and Tottenham need the points to get some type of European football action. So that is a game to look forward to this week. Now, Jerry, as the Leicester Mm. City supporter here, what do you make of this now? Because you're still in the really deep hole that is of relegation. So where do you see the teams fighting relegation? Where do you see them sitting right now? Um, yeah, so I'm still backing my boys. We've got a comfortable home game. Well, not comfortable, but like reasonable game against West Ham where we can win. Um, and Leeds have got Tottenham. Tottenham haven't played great football recently, but they've got world-class players like Son, Kane, you know, you name it. So I reckon they should win against Leeds. So that means Leeds are out of contention. It's just Everton against the Bournemouth. Um, who's going to win that game? So we must win and then hope the other teams um, lose or draw, we can afford Everton to draw because of our goal difference. So, yeah, we just need a win. Yeah, yeah, quite quite a few quite exciting fixtures coming there. Um, Leicester City on 31 points as well as Leeds United on 31. And Everton just sitting above that with 33 points. I'm pretty sure Everton are the only team who haven't been relegated from the Premier League. So to see them go down will, uh, will uh, be quite a scene. It'll be history before our very eyes. There's a, it could end up being a very interesting situation where the England national goalie is playing second division football. <laughs> <laughs> wow, really? 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Jordan Pickford um, announced in the last month or two that he's re-signed for four years with the Toffees. And if he gets... Um, and it seems like he's pretty comfortably in the role uh, at an international level right, right now. So if he, if he gets relegated, I wonder if that's ever happened before, that a second division goalie is the England national goal, is the international keeper. I mean, Everton, a lot of players will be looking to leave Everton if they do get relegated, some of their star power. And I think at that point, I think uh, Gareth Southgate might have to look towards someone like Aaron Ramsdale to take the spot there. But... Um, um, he does have his favourites, and Jordan Pickford is certainly a favourite for that spot. Mm. That's why him and Harry Maguire don't end up playing in the England side <laughs> till <laughs> they till they can apply for a pension and play for the Cats in the footy. Yeah, that's oh. right. <laughs> but flicking our attention onto, um, we're uh, going to drop down a division below for a second. Uh, my my thing, love the EFL Championship, and essentially the playoff final between Luton and Coventry City is taking place this Sunday morning, and basically the winner of that will end up playing um, in the first. Next year, and this would be amazing because both of these sides have had absolutely chaotic runs in terms of fan, in terms of um, their fan base, in terms of their ownership the last couple, last couple of years. Like I think both were playing on uh, League Two, so fourth division, like D grade professional football, only about seven, eight, nine years ago. And um, Luton last appeared in um, the top division actually before the Premier League was even around, like in the ninety one, ninety two season, and Coventry. Last for last time, I think it was like 2001-2002. So both times before I was even around on this earth, they were playing festive gym football. Luton, especially like the, I think they're mostly fan done. They've been fantastic. They came from the brink of oblivion, and they're actually playing non-league. So they're playing amateur league football. Only about I think fifteen years ago. So it's absolutely incredible what they've done. And both sides deserve so much credit. Like Coventry couldn't even get into their stadium for I think three or four years due wow. to some disagreements. So I think either way. Whoever goes up, I'd be pretty happy for them. And it's always good to see first um new first time not not first timers but new new teams go up because you get a bit sick of Norwich going up, Fulham <laughs> going down, Norwich going up, Fulham going down. Like it's just ugh. It's so it'd be nice, it'd be nice little change up. And uh, my bottom shall be firmly planted on the seat at at midnight on uh, Monday morning for me to watch that. Absolute drama of the playoffs. I love it so much. Yeah, and you know, this whole year, it's been great to see these newly promoted teams do so well. Nottingham Mm. Forest uh, finishing up around the 16th spot. AFC Bournemouth. Everyone had AFC Bournemouth finishing dead, dead last. They actually uh, made a social media post the other day. Um, I saw. Yeah, basically every one of these football pundits or YouTube vloggers saying, yeah, Bournemouth to go down, Bournemouth aren't great. And then, yeah, they kind of said, it's like, look at us now. (laughs) Yeah, and look... Just before we head off um, to another song, let me tell you, if you are at home right now, look up Luton Town Stadium. Oh, Their stadium <laughs> is absolutely... Oh, we threw out I think Jerry yeah. actually yeah. shared this with yeah. me on Monday. It's yeah. it's the stadium in the midst of a small... Oh, estate. You know, one, get, one get, way, dead-end street suburban area. And you're thinking... Goodness me, that's going to look like Elizabeth Street. Seriously, to get to people's, to get to the stands, you look into like people's backyards. Yeah, in the suburban yeah. street, it's absolutely insane. Yeah, yeah, Jerry showed me the photo of that the yeah. first time. That's insane to me. Yeah, um, I mean, it's... I'm sure the Premier League might require a bit more effort into their stadium, <laughs> but. Um, I mean, they'll put, they'll get definitely a lot of yeah, money yeah. to invest Kenilworth into Kenilworth Road has a character. That's something we can all agree on. That is for sure. <laughs> and that's our wrap-up of the round ball. Jerry, before we go, 
Any darts news? Any darts news? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, uh, that's one of uh, Sam's miscellaneous sports. Oh, I got a bullseye at Melbourne Central Darts. So. Did you? Yeah. 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 Well done, Jerry. <laughs> that's more important than any major league darts <laughs> happening. <laughs> Jerry got his bullseye. Peak athletic performance by the uh, sports test boys, as usual. Yeah, Certainly. Exactly so, right. uh, you got to, actually, do you have any running events happening? Oh, Bendigo's um, cross countries tomorrow, so everyone will be racing there. Unfortunately, I've got an MCL strain I've been nursing, so right. next race at Cruden Farm. Well, hopefully it gets better. We'd love to he uh, tells stories about more of his athletics events because he does properly. Uh, Daniel might not know this, but he does properly do athletics events. And he does mm. some long distance running, which is really admirable on his part. And uh, Adam, any water polo news? Uh, no water polo news, but no. I'll, give, I'll give a quick plug for the uh, Blackburn Open doubles Thursday night action this week. The mighty, the all-conquering Blackburn Cacophobics will be <laughs> taking on the Vermont Crocodiles in, I think, the F-grade doubles. Yours, tr- yours truly, Adam Miller, will be playing number four out of... Well, out of four players, so rock, okay. rocking, ro- uh, rocking the uh, bottom as usual. It's going to be a sellout. Oh, yeah. exactly. Yes, yeah. so there'll be uh, there'll be three koalas and two possums to um, support, support us. But uh, very exciting. The Kakaphobics end up top of the table. <laughs> only dropped the one game this season, where yours truly was um, having a bit of a night out with the uni uni people. So I think that's the reason why we dropped the game. Good but idea. get down to Blackburn Blackburn Tennis Club. Uh, 7 o'clock Thursday if you've got nothing better to do with your life which I'm sure you do well it's exciting for us here at the Sports Desk we've got all these things to attend to it's exciting in sport because it's happy and vibrant and it's also exciting here at Sin Media if you turn up your radio it's Sin's 90.7 FM's Radiothon between May 22nd and June 11th we are asking you to pay for your sins what are we asking Jerry? pay for your sins help us hit (laughs) $50,000 and keep Sin Media on the airwaves head to syn.org.au forward slash donate to donate all donations above $2 are tax deductible and put you into the raffle to win one of three amazing prize packs clothing from homie streetwear vouchers for Vic Market tattoos voucher for Heartland Records movie tickets at the Sun Theatre Issues of Literary Journal Voice Works, Starter Pack for the Melbourne Electronic Sound Studio, plus many more all kindly donated by local Melbourne, NAM, businesses and organisations. Your donation will directly support media training and radio opportunities for young people and amplify the music, culture and news that matters to young Australians. Keep sin on your airwaves and online always. Donate now at syn.org.au and a huge thank you to everyone who has already donated. And that, gentlemen, was the Sports Desk for this Friday evening. It's been an exciting day. It's going to be an interesting round of footy going into the weekend and a lot of soccer to break down. We're going to be so excited for it. You're going to be joining us again Monday, Jerry? Yep. Thank you very much for uh, the chance to finally meet you, Daniel. It's really good. And Adam, check him out on the Naughty Root Show every Sunday. Check out the Sports Desk, Sports Desk Sin on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Until then, we'll catch you again Monday. Have a great night.